Hello, welcome to Widowed Too Soon. We are back. back. Michelle, how's it going? Good. You did not announce. Oh, wait, me. hold on. This is Mark Massaro. And yes. I am here with my friend and co-host, the one and only. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. Michelle Bader. What's That's up? That's great. That was a good introduction. Um, <laughs> I am good. I can't believe it's August. Craziness, right? Yeah. Like it was totally. just the beginning of summer and now it's August and uh, yeah, we did college orientation wow. last week. They do it like before school. There's like eight different sessions you can choose. So I took my son to Washington State University. It's about a six hour drive from here. It's actually where mm. I was born. A little side note, my dad was going to college there and there's a hospital like right down the hill. So it's kind of funny. He's back to his roots or my roots, <laughs> something like that. And I had unexpected grief at orientation. Like it was crazy. Just there were so many couples together, moms and dads taking their son or daughter to college. And I had a really hard time. Like it hit me out of nowhere. I had to have some like crying episodes by myself walking through the campus and just a lot of emotions, you know, and for my son, like I wanted him to have his dad there. There's so many times as we're trying to make college decisions, he said, I wish that daddy was here to help with these decisions, you know, and that's when my heart has a hard time when he is wanting his dad, you know, those big milestone moments are, you know, huge for grief. And let's see what else is going on. Um, I had kind of a hard time that week. And so Joel was really awesome. I was like, Hey, I'll fly you out here. Why don't you come out and see me? And it was an amazing time. Um, just really getting good quality time. And um, really enjoyed that. That was awesome. And then I'm still on the job hunt. I think I said that like a couple episodes ago. I've had like five or six interviews in the last couple of weeks. I've got some promising things in the works. So that's good. So we'll have some good news next time. And then just busy with summer. We just got back from this lake that my aunt and uncle have. Well, not like they own the they have lake. a lake. They don't own the <laughs> lake. They have property on the lake. That's and it's awesome. Like, this private beach. And so 99% of the time we were the only ones there. It has like a diving board wow. and a slide and I took my paddle boards. And so we just spent, you know, like three days we were there just on the lake and it was amazing. Um, let's see what else. It seems like there's been so many trips and so many things going on. And I'm going to uh, Boston in a couple of weeks to meet Joel's family, like his parents, siblings, nieces, nephews, everybody. So super excited about that. Um, so yeah, that's some of the stuff going on with me. What about you? Um, that's awesome. And I'm sorry for Thanks. the, uh, <clears throat> distraction. I, I thought I heard <laughs> one of my kids crying. So I had sorry. to you know, be dad and Pay listen attention. in on that. I know, super dad. I'm like quiet. No. <laughs> uh, things have been going really well. Um, let's see. Uh, I have had some wonderful times. <clears throat> with my secret girlfriend secret girl i thought we were she was mystery girl <laughs> mystery girl secret, secret. girlfriend we'll call her secret you know, girl today gotta switch it up you know a little bit secret um we actually uh went to the ark encounter together Ooh, in kentucky that's cool uh that was really cool that thing is that huge. place looks amazing did the kids yeah, love it they did it was really hot <laughs> i'm sorry excuse me <clears throat> all right it was it was really hot um so, you know, that kind of made it like when you've been out in the sun all day, Yeah, you're like kind of ready to, uh -huh. to hit the road kind of thing. So we had a little bit of that going on, but, um, you know, it was, it was great. It was a wonderful, wonderful time. And, um, we did a bunch of stuff so that, you know, it's just always, it's fun to do something and, and isn't it nice to like have somebody to do things with again? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. It is like when, you know, and I think there, you know, maybe we'll do an episode on this sometimes, but like, gosh, it, it sure is different. Like being in love again, a second yes, time, because it's, amazing. it's, um, you know, you just, there's a part of you that just like realizes how fragile life is yeah, and you, you don't sure. want to waste a moment on anything that is negative or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. um, so anyways, it, it's been, it's been awesome. You know, we've got to spend a good amount of time together and, um, you know, we're always on the phone a lot. And, um, we started like reading <clears throat> Bible scripture or Bible, nice. uh, we're going through, you know, the book of Matthew right now. And, um, so that's been cool. Sometimes we just chat and kind of forget, you know, yeah. <laughs> I do know how it is. I'm like, Oh, it's kind of like, I'm kind of tired now or whatever, but you know, yeah. we're uh, trying to grow together in that way. And, um, 
she's just she's such a sweetheart um so anyways that's uh that's what's been up with me a little bit of stuff I have uh my kids started school today oh um so that was super super cool um for me <laughs> no, yeah right <laughs> no just was, getting was, into a routine is good yes. I always like that yes well there was a lot of feelings that came with the summer for me of just kind of uh you know, as, as much as it is great to have a girlfriend um, and spend time with her, there is like, you know, we can't spend every day together because she's right. far away from me. So in those moments when we're not together, like, you know, there is a lot of like lonely feelings that come mm-hmm. back and stuff, you know, <clears throat> and I've noticed that they're amplified when it's just you and two little kids. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Um, it just, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Like it kind of, you kind of feel more alone oh, <laughs> when, yeah, when you're only imagine. having like little kid conversations right. like all the time, you know, they're in that stage where it's so much more helpful to have another person there. So you probably yeah. feel it more where my kids are independent off doing their own things, driving, you know, it's a different yeah. story. So well, and imagine you feel that. Yeah. And it's funny though, too, because when you're used to talking to little kids all the time and then you <laughs> go to the grocery store or something and you, you do have a quick interaction with a grown up, and you're like, Oh, good for you. Good right. job. And I'm like, oh yeah, wait, you're not. Five. You're not. <laughs> you know, like, you talk oh, to them differently. Shouldn't yeah. talk to you like that about, you know, you know, getting promoted to cashier or whatever. <laughs> Anyways. Um, and then the last thing is I'm I'm working on. So, you know, I have that screened in porch. Yeah. Um, I think you probably remember, but um, you know, from Facebook or whatever that I had in my old backyard, I had a movie projector in the yes. backyard. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm doing that in in the screened in porch area. So that's oh, just nice. kind of like a little that's project awesome. I'm, I'm working on. And I like having stuff like that to like occupy my mind, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, I guess nobody needed to know that. But <laughs> hey, <laughs> but, you we can share whatever we want on our updates. On, you know? Uh-huh. Um, so yeah. Uh, and so here we are. Here we are. We're doing um, episode 51. Wow, 51. <laughs> Sorry, folks. We've been, uh, you know, it's a little hard for us to coordinate our yes. schedules sometimes. Um, but uh, help me, Michelle. What are we calling today's episode? We are calling it Our Stories and Where We Are Now. There you go. So we're just kind of doing a recap. Um of, you know, just, you know, we know that a lot of people listen to us that have not gone back and listened to the first episodes and don't really know why we're here. So we're just going to do a quick recap of what, you know, we've been through and, um, but mostly what life is like for us now compared to what it was. Um, it's kind of what we're going for. We'll see where the conversation we're going for this. Yeah. Um, so would you like to start, Michelle? Sure. Okay. So if you want all the deets, you're going to need to go. I have teenagers and they like make everything short. Like they're like doing it for the memes. I'm like, what? They're like the memories. Like everything they say is shortened. <laughs> like everything. So I do it sometimes. Anyways, if you want all the deets, that's off. You're not quite that extreme, but it works. <laughs> um, go to episode two and you can hear like way more details and you'll yeah. hear well number one the quality is not this great let's just be honest we were getting yeah. it getting it right but also I was in a different place like I feel like right. my voice probably wasn't as happy because I was still like way in it I wasn't even at a year and I was so, gonna say when we recorded that you were what at about 10 months, 11 months yeah 10 something months. like that I think it was March and one year would be in May so yeah it's gonna now be it May <laughs> Is that a song? I don't know that song. Yeah, I think it's um, Backstreet Boys or NSYNC or really? one of those. It's going to be me. I think they say it's going to be me, but oh. a lot of people, because the way they say it, a lot of people say that in May. Interesting. Like when May, never mind. Good, somebody, good somebody out there knows what I'm talking about. But he's about. like, I know it's going to be about. May. <laughs> Sorry. That, that was that awesome. Way. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, anyways, I'm going to give you my abbreviated story. And then kind of like where I'm at. So it has been two years, two months, and a few days um, since Luke passed away. In some ways, it seems like forever ago. And in other ways, it seems like yesterday. Like, it just depends. Like, I can be thrown back into the memory of his death and be right there. And I actually, this happened to me on the paddleboard on the lake yesterday, two days ago. 
I just all of a sudden just had this flashback of his death and it just hits you sometimes. Like, you know, they're gone, but there's these weird moments. I know you guys yep. get it when you're just like, whoa, weird. And then just, you know, thinking about like how life is so fleeting and like seeing my parents and other people get older and just like, what is the purpose of life? And, you know, there's all these thoughts. Your perspective is different when you have watched someone pass away or someone you love has passed away, even if you didn't see it. Your perspective is different. And so, anyways, that's all side notes about. So. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah. Keep but, okay, the short version, very short. Um, so, after Luke and I have been married a couple months, found a tumor in his ankle. So, he was 25. And um, it was a very rare bone cancer, went through chemo, it didn't work. And they amputated his leg, um, changed our life completely because he wasn't able to work as much, had a lot of pain. Um, when they amputated his leg, they took, it took all the cancer out. So that was the day we considered him cancer-free. That was, uh, wow, how come I know? It's, it was also in May, May. Oh my gosh, I know this, May 7th. May 7th was the day that we considered his cancer-free day, which weird, he died in May too. I just, that just came to my head. I didn't even realize that. So anyways, we would celebrate every year that another year cancer-free, but he also had a lot of other health issues during the time, but 13 years, I mean, this is the quick, quick version, 13 years later, the cancer came back this time in his lungs. And uh, I remember the day that we sat down with the kids because the first time I was pregnant with Hayden, but we didn't have any kids that were born yet. So it was a completely different story. Um, so we sat down with the kids, um, and shared with them, but, and it was very positive though. Like we're going to fight this with chemo and we're going to do all these things, which side note, Luke said he'd never do chemo again because it did destroy a lot in his body, but we didn't really have any other options. Like, okay, yeah. we don't want to just give up. Like let's, you know, we, we researched a lot of things and yeah, there really wasn't, nasty. yes, there really wasn't anything for him. You know, we, we looked into clinical trials, all kinds of things. So, um, he did chemo and there were times that they think that it helped it from growing. Um, but it eventually, you know, it, it was so big, the one in his back or the back of his lungs, you could see it. There was a big tumor there. Breathing was difficult. Um, so very long story short. Um, so he lived about, I think it was like two and a half years from that diagnosis. Um, and just kind of rapidly the last few months, um, his face started to sink in, um, known as muscle wasting uh, can happen towards the end of life. He was confused, uh, but he was still fully functioning and um, he could still walk. He could still talk. And he died suddenly of a blood clot, which only I did research on this. Only 1% of cancer patients ever die of that, but it was a blessing um, because he was able to be fully function until the moment he died. So he woke up with his calf hurting and um, ended up just a few years, a few, few hours later passing away. My kids were able to be there. We were able to sing with him. His mom was there. And um, it was a beautiful, a beautiful time as far as as beautiful as it could be. Um, it still is in my memory very, very strongly um as just and he had some suffering that went on but only i saw it it was kind of cool that god protected the kids by the time the kids got in the room he was completely peaceful and they never saw him suffer and um i go into way more detail in the second episode but i do want to share this part again long story short his eyes were like locked up in the corner and we were like what are you seeing are you seeing angels um we just were like he's looking at something and a few months later, I went to a grief retreat and God gave me a vision. And I share this with a lot of people. I believe it's true that he let me see through Luke's eyes what was going on. One of my biggest fears was like, what is what was going in his mind? Was he suffering? What was he thinking? And he did try to speak a little bit. He just kept saying, I, I, and I was like, it's okay. We know you love us. But in this vision, I got to experience it as Luke. And the first thing that my mind thought as Luke is like, whoa, this is so peaceful. I don't have any pain. I'm okay to leave my family. And up in the corner where his eyes were actually at, um, there was Jesus just like kind of floating in the corner. And um, as Haley, cause she did, um, she had sang to him and then, oh, we were playing the song. I can only imagine in the vision. That's when Jesus like, he said, come with me. And then Luke floated up and that was like the end of the vision. But what that did for me, and he, that's when he actually died was during that song. That's when they pronounced him dead. They came in and said he was dead. And, um, 
that vision gave me so much peace, not only for me, but I've been able to share it with lots of other people who don't have a vision. I shared it on TikTok like a month or two ago, and so many people told me how much it helped them to just know that maybe that their loved one was going through something similar. And um, so that, that was a really crazy moment. Um, and just, I can't explain, and I know a lot of you listening get this, the feeling of when someone's there and they're gone. Like I cannot explain that to somebody when their soul has left their body. And I just remember laying on the bed with his body, just shaking and crying and holding his cold hand and just like, until my mom was like, you should go, you know, cause I just needed to get out of there. <clears throat> and I wanted, I didn't want to be there when they took his body. So I left with the kids really, really quickly. My hospice nurses said, you don't want that. You don't need to see that. And yeah. your kids don't need to see that. So anyways, that's like a little bit of how it all happened. And then obviously it was extremely difficult. So he was 42, um, at the time of when he passed, I was 41 and, um, just, you know, left with three teenagers and like, what, what do we do? I think Peyton wasn't quite a teenager, almost a teenager. Like, how do you move forward from this? And we went through, um, one of my kids just really having a hard behavior time. He didn't know how, what to do with his emotions. And so some scary things happened. It was a really horrible time. I was on the floor crying all the time just like, you don't know how to go on those first few days. And then while you're in this place, you've got to make decisions about burial and like all the things. And I had to, the first call I had to make was to his place that he got his disability. And they were so rude. Like they didn't even care. You know, I had to say he passed away and they didn't even say, I'm sorry. And, you know, and just the, the first of everything, the first time you have a form you have to fill out. Like, I remember it was like date marriage ended. And I was like, guess that's may 23rd like weird you know and then right. like it, it was just such a strange thing like oh my marriage ended like i never thought of it like that it was some i don't know what the form was for and you know just getting through those first few moments our first few months like it's i forgot to eat it was just like a big blur my best friend deborah came and helped and my family was there all the time and i remember the first night that everybody went home how lonely that was how a big of a hole that how it felt because even though like you know Luke was sick he was still there he's still talking to us he was still interacting he was still like doing everything you know doing things with us watching shows with us and just it was such an emptiness that I never experienced but in my darkest times that is when I knew Jesus in a new way and then you know in that place of utter I have nothing else you know be my husband, help me. Like, I can't do this. And, you know, God promises to take care of the widows and the orphans, the widows, you know, um, I've seen it time and time again, like he definitely has taken care of me financially and so many different ways. Um, so kind of the short version of like what life has been like since then, you can kind of relive this with us. If you go back to the episodes, cause we actually recorded a lot of it, you know, we were pretty new in our journey. When, when I think about that now, it's kind of crazy. Like we were babies in this journey. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've documented, <laughs> it's kind of neat that we've done this podcast because, yeah. um, you know, I don't have to remember for my kids when they ask, what was it like when they're they old enough? Listen. Like, I'd be like, you can, I, I told the story, you know, Wow. Yeah. what it was like, you know? Yeah. I know it's different because your kids lived it at their yeah. age. You know, my kids lived through a lot, but they're young. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, no, hit, I hit a lot from them. Right. Um, so then just kind of from there, it was like learning how to laugh again. We have a whole episode about that, like feeling joy again, going through a period of time, like, who am I now? Like looking in the mirror, and being like, who am I now? I'm not a wife anymore. Um, mm-hmm. the whole journey of starting to date again um figuring out hobbies I started line dancing and like um I decided to move we've talked about that before um like my life looks nothing like it did two years ago <laughs> like it's so crazy I remember my hospice nurse saying that she goes in a year your life isn't even gonna you're not gonna recognize your life and she was right like I was already living in a new place and just so much going on and you know we were able to start this podcast out of our you know make purpose out of pain and help other people. And so we started this, you know, really early on and have been able to, like you said, document this. Um, I've been able to start a nonprofit for widows. I haven't been able to focus a lot recently because I'm trying to get a job, but I want to focus more on that. I've done like three grief events. 
uh, been able to give gifts to new widows. Um, I just, there's a lot I want to do with that. I've done a lot of social media for widows. So I've been able to turn this into something to help people. Um, and then as far as like the dating journey, as you guys know, I have someone that I am absolutely in love with that we're talking about a future together, been together um, for a while now. And um, that's been a journey. And that's also documented. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, just going through that whole like healing journey and this whole, like even reflecting like, where I was a year ago, I'm in much different place than a year ago, you know, just so much has happened. Sometimes it seems like at warp speed <laughs> and sometimes it seems like forever. Um, now, most of my grief is for my kids. Like I said, milestone moments are the hardest for me. Um, I feel pretty good as far as like I'm at peace, um, but there are things that bring up grief um, that I'm not expecting, but I would say overall, I'm doing really, really well. And I feel like very very hopeful about the future as far as what God's calling me to do with like podcasting and widow, you know, my widow goals, nonprofit. Um, my kids are doing pretty good and, um, we have a house that I love near my whole family. So I feel good about things. It's been such a journey. And like some days you were like, Whoa, I actually went through all that. Like it doesn't <laughs> seem real. And then, yeah, there's the thought. I actually said this to Joel the other day, like, Sometimes I wonder if I'm being done by like dating a pilot, like, you know, he talked about how, how actually flying is really safe. Like he went through the statistics and stuff. I'm like, so there are the thoughts of like, could I do this again? Like what, a, you know, and I know that stops people from dating. Like, could I lose someone again? And I'm like the same thing I said before, it's better to have loved and lost than never loved at all. Like I'd rather love right. a second, second time and experience this and, you know, just know that we have eternity to look forward to. And it's just, you know, having that perspective rather than just the here and now and anyways that's like I guess my story in a nutshell of you know where I was to where I am now and a lot of you only especially on social media only see me now and like happy and dating but there was a dark time when yeah. I had to find myself who am I and lots of tears and lots of being jealous of friends who had husbands and lots of feeling hurt by people and, you know, all of this stuff. I still once in a while in like, did you forget? Like, you know, I feel like people do forget over a couple of years and are insensitive about things. Um, but most of the time I don't really get it offended anymore. Like, it's like, whatever, they don't, weren't thinking about that. You know, um, even little things like my kids went to camp and Peyton said that it was hard. All these kids were talking about their dads and complaining about their dads. Oh, he's so old. He's this. And, and he, you know, I'm like, so did that make you, how to make you feel? And, you know, just like, they don't realize what they have, you know? Right. So just that people aren't always sensitive, <laughs> but that's okay. So anyways, that's kind of like where I'm at now. I'm kind of trying to figure out my career, um, but I really, if money didn't matter, I would just continue doing podcasting, speaking, and um, pouring into widows. So anyways, why don't you give us your fast version? <laughs> that was as fast mm -hmm. as I could go. No, yeah, um, it's, it's good. You know. It's And I would encourage any of you, if you haven't heard Michelle's story, um, she's she's been through a lot and that's, I remember that's what um, I got really defensive of you when people were like making fun of you or whatever, however you would phrase it on uh -huh. like being mean to you. Oh yeah. On, like, like you found someone too fast. Did you not care about your husband? All that yeah. Stuff? And I was like, I remember like, you know, cause I met you early on yeah. in our grief journeys. And um, I think it was what, like three months and six months or something like that. When Some, we met. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Something like that. Um, and uh, I know what you've been through. Mm -hmm. You know, I know, I know how much pain you've been through and, you know, and so it like, I don't know, people are, people can just be people sometimes. Right. Yeah. Um, so Real. I had a, uh, a very beautiful marriage, um, to my wife, Lacey, and we just got along really well and just really loved each other a lot and, um, looked out for each other. And, um, you know, she, she started with, uh, she had some, some heartburn what she described as heartburn and then she had some back pain and um when they finally diagnosed her several months later um they told us you have stage four cancer your whole body is covered with tumors you have three months to live at best um the the chemo that they wanted her to do was really really nasty and she was terrified of it 
Um, she ended up going a holistic route um, and she did beat a lot of the cancer, um, which was amazing. Um, it was really amazing to watch, but also horrible to watch. Um, I watched my wife fall apart um, over 14 months and um, watched her whittle away to nothing. And it was, it was devastating to say the least. She became paralyzed. She had, she had uh, several tumors in her spine. Um, she had five uh, broken bones in her spine and a broken hip. And that led to um, a form of paralysis where, uh, and also like muscle atrophy from um, being bedridden so that she could not, um, you know, she couldn't even like, lift up a cup of water for a sip. Mm. So um, I did my best to take really good care of her around the clock. And, um, you know, it was, it was an intense, it was an intense um, season of life and, yeah. and terrible. I mean, just, just no other way to say it except terrible. Um, it was, it was, you know, what we had was so beautiful and it got, it got ripped it got ripped away from me. And, um, you know, that was, that was hard. That was really hard. And, yeah. but, you know, Lacey was a warrior and mm -hmm. she fought like I've never seen anybody fight before in my life. And she fought with faith and she fought so, uh, tenaciously. And, um, I think that's the word. <laughs> Yeah, was, I got it was kind of you ever say a word out loud and you're yeah. like that doesn't sound right. No, I think that's um, what you meant. Yeah, but um, you know she, uh, I I've never met anybody more courageous in my life than her, mm -hmm. and um, she really charged it head on and just you know fought um, again. If you uh, want to hear the details of this, it's mm -hmm. uh, episode one. Um, Michelle was nice enough to let me go first um, <laughs> to tell my story yeah. first. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was hell. It was literal hell. Um, I yeah. could not believe that that was our life. I could not believe that that is what happened. I could not believe what, um, God was expecting me to do, um, as a husband who's supposed to serve his wife. Um, but I did yeah. somehow I did. And, uh, it was not, it was not my own strength. Anybody who saw me during that season. I mean, I, I never quit on her not once, but mm. I, I do know that my heart was, I was having a really, really hard time with how physically impossible it was to do what I was doing for her around the clock and raising two small children at the same time. It was, uh, you know, I had a lot of people that, were really kind and loving and, and helped us out tremendously. Um, but it was still 90% on me. You right. know what I mean? It was mm -hmm. like the, somebody would come for an hour here. Somebody would bring groceries. Um, and some of these things, like I would have loved to be able to get out and go to the grocery store. I remember the feeling of like, when I would get to go to the pharmacy, like it was during COVID, so the kids couldn't go. So somebody right. had to come over and watch my kids. And I was the only one that could go pick up her prescriptions. And, um, you know, sometimes because it was like narcotics and stuff. And um, I was like, oh, thank you. Like just that trip to the pharmacy right. was like a total vacation for me. And right. anyways, uh, it, was, it was an intense season of life. Um, and I will share... Um, one story that I do mm -hmm. share this in episode one, but, um, I, I saw, I saw Jesus. I mean, not like visually, but, um, I saw his hand, uh, mm -hmm. at work and, uh, I tell this story. So I'll tell the brief version of it that, um, from exhaustion, from only getting, you know, 20 minutes of sleep here and there, um, for months, I was, I was completely exhausted and, um, I accidentally slept through an alarm that I was supposed to wake up and give her pain medication. Um, and I woke up to her screaming at the top of her lungs, mm. like, like you've never heard somebody scream before. And like I said, you know, I repeat this story the same way. So, you know, forgive me if you have heard episode one, but 
Um, I watched her give birth to two children. Right. This was way worse. Right. Um, she was like screaming in agony. Mm. And uh, I didn't know what to do. You know, I was like getting ready to call 911, but I just, I needed to do something. And so um, I, I dropped to my knees and I started praying for her in a way that I've like never prayed before. And I was just telling God, like, you can do this. Like, you can mm-hmm. do this. Come be with her. Like, I know you can do this. This is easy for you. I need you to do this, God. I'm asking you in the name of Christ. Like, I was just praying in a way like I've never prayed before. And Lacey was screaming and biting her pillow and just begging. I mean, sorry to be so crass, but um, this is what happened, you know? Um, She was begging for death at the top of her lungs. And... um, And then all of a sudden, she's like, Mark, can you see him? Mm. And this most peaceful and calm, and it was like such a change, such a contrast to the way that she had been screaming at the top of her lungs to just all of a sudden, Mark, so calm. Wow. Can you see him? And I was like, what? And she's like, Jesus is here with me, Mark. Mm. He's holding me. I can feel his skin. My pain is gone. I can feel him kissing my cheek. And I was just like, I jumped back from the bed. I was terrified. I don't know why I was terrified. Um, And yeah, and it was, it was a, uh, it was an interaction that I know it was God showing, showing me and showing her, um, that he was there and uh sorry someone's knocking on my door not right now guys yeah go ahead (laughs) sorry that's okay so uh it's a beautiful story it, it was it was absolutely amazing and there are never you know like the same with your vision like mm-hmm. no matter how much you try to explain it right. with passion nobody's gonna understand what you saw or felt and right. that's how I feel about that that story is I'm like man like I know that happened like I yeah. know what happened there and I know how crazy it was all the hairs on the back of my neck um were just standing up mm-hmm. I was scared I couldn't get any further away from the bed because what she was saying was was scaring me so much. And I don't know how else to really explain that. Um, It was just real. Like I knew it was real. I knew it was happening and it was just, it was freaky. Um, But, you know, it also gave me this tremendous amount of faith that I've, uh, you know, never, never known before. And now I, I don't, I don't have any doubt in my mind that God is real. And I never have doubts because I saw him. I feel like I saw him. Um, and you know, that's one of those stories that, Hey, you know, a lot of people are going to listen to this and they're not going to believe it or they're right. not, and that's okay. Yep. Um, because mm-hmm. you know, I'd be skeptical if I heard this story, to be honest, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's hard if you didn't experience it to understand like how crazy it was. But, um, so anyways, and then, uh, you know, as, as time, as time marched on, um, it started getting worse and worse and the battle was getting harder and harder. And Lacey wasn't able to take her clinical trial medicine. Cause it was, you know, she was throwing up and blah, 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 and all this stuff. Right. And, um, again, it, I tell the story in detail in episode one, but, um, I lost her on August 13th, 2020, which is, uh, as we are recording this, it is August 3rd, 2022. So I'm mm-hmm. 10 days away from it being two years. Um, and it was, it was very hard to lose her, even though I knew it was coming and, right. and towards the end things started and I will not for the sake of her dignity, I right. will never say on air what it was like towards the end, other than to say it was, it was hell. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I can't give details. Um, right. but so yeah, after she passed, it was, it was a very strange time because my heart was devastated and I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe my marriage was over. I couldn't mm-hmm. believe this, the, the first like truly good thing to happen in my life, Lacey was gone and it was over. And now, like you said, like, who am I now? Um, 
Right. You know, I, I, I was nothing before I met Lacey. She built me into the man that I was. Am I going to go back to being, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it was just, I yeah. didn't, I didn't know how to, there were so many things going through my mind. And, and on top of that, like on top of like missing her, there was also just to be honest, um, I'm sure anybody who's been through a situation similar could, could understand this. There was, there was this feeling of, um, like relief that, right. that she wasn't suffering yes. anymore. Uh-huh. And, and I, I hate being so honest, but we try to be transparent and honest yeah. on this podcast. But like, I, I was, there was a part of me that was thankful that I actually, um, I could go to the grocery store again. Yeah. I could, I could go outside again. Um, and, you know, it, it was just so hard and so intense towards the end. Um, I remember praying to God and this is hard, but I remember praying and saying like, God, like, if you're going to take her, just take her. Right. Like, why do I have to watch her suffer like this day in and day out and every hour and every minute? Like, why, why does she have to suffer so bad? And, um, you know, and so there was this feeling, it's just very strange. It was very strange to be so devastated and yet so relieved for her at the same time. Right. And also all of a sudden I I was let out of prison mm-hmm. and I don't know how to explain that to somebody who doesn't really know what I, and, and you know, Lacey was the one who went through it. Right. I don't mean to take right. anything away from her, but I also went through a lot too. as her, yeah. as her husband and as her caregiver that um, I went through a lot that, that, most people can't wrap their mind around how around the clock 24 seven it was. And I never, um, I never turned her down for help. I never, you know what I mean? Everything she needed, I was there. And that required me to be by her side 24 seven, pretty much. Um, so it did feel like an imprisonment to be honest, like not in any, not in any prison that I didn't want to be in, but I literally like, couldn't, I had to like get somebody to come over sometimes to go check the mail. Like it was that intense that she, she was confused. She didn't want me to leave her side. I didn't want her to anyways, it was intense. So I'll just leave it at that. But, um, so gosh, it's been a wild two years since then. Mm -hmm. It's been a lot of ups and downs and confusion and, and learning and, um, gosh, moving out of state, moving, leaving leaving the house that she died in. Yes. Um, That was huge. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. You know, I mean, we both went through that same thing. We both still slept in the bedroom where our spouses died. Yeah. Um, that was hard. That was hard. And, uh, but you know, I went through, I went through a phase of, you know, my kids were getting homeschooled. I had a friend that was just amazing to, to step up to the Mm -hmm. plate for me and, and homeschool my kids. Um, but that was a season of a really intense life. You know, I was crying my whole way to work because, right. you know, I was dropping my kids off at somebody else's house and driving an hour away to go work to, I don't know, it was just a very, very lonely, painful time in life. And, um, right. but you know, as time goes on, the Lord hears, heals your heart. Yes. And yes. It's gotten to me, and I don't know if you can relate to this, but for me, I, I like made a choice not too long ago, maybe a couple months ago, maybe a little more than that, but where I said, you know what, like, I'm sick of grief. Right. I'm tired of being sad. I've been sad for a long time. I've, you know, I've kept things from people. You know, I didn't, I didn't really let anybody in mm. to what I was really feeling. I didn't want to burden people, and so there were a lot of things that people didn't know how much I was really going through, you know? And I just got to this point where I was like, you know, Lacey wouldn't want me to be sad. Right. Yeah. Lacey wouldn't want me to not move forward in life. And um, so I don't have any guilt about meeting a great woman and being in love with her. Um, yeah. And just 
thinking thinking the world of her um mm -hmm. because she's also widowed and she also understands that sometimes I want to talk about Lacey and she right. loves it and sometimes mm -hmm. she wants to talk about her husband and I love right. it right. we love learning about each other's spouses we want to do things to honor each other's spouses right um because they are the reason that we are here yeah um in in the place that we are and so um yeah as time goes by um i i feel like we mature into being widowed right yeah. and like yeah. because you know we get these messages still that people you know we kind of forget because we yeah we remember where we're at now we yeah. we know where we're at and we know we know what it's like to be able to laugh again and yeah um, to have love joy again. in our hearts yeah. and love again and all these things. And then we get these messages that someone's like, yeah, like, you know, I just saw one. I'm two and a half months out. Right. I'm three weeks out. Right. Yeah. And it's Crazy. like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Some of you are still very much in the, you're still very much in that darkness. Who am yeah. I? Mm -hmm. What, what, what now, you know? And so we still have our things, right. Yeah. But like, so anyways, that's, that's, I'd say like an overview, a flyover yeah. of, um, Good. you know, my, my life over the past two years, but I, I'm personally in a place now where like, you know, sometimes grief sneaks up on you. Yeah. I'm not expecting it, but I'm also like, it's like we've said in, in this podcast before, like, it's okay to visit. Yeah. You can visit grief town. Yep. Just don't so, unpack your bags there. That's right. You know, just, just carry on and keep going. So do you get grief? moments for your kids like first day of school today or things like that does that not in that one in particular but yes I get uh I definitely get um grief moments for my kids yeah I don't have a lot of them myself anymore because and I feel right. like it's because of the mindset that I've chosen mm -hmm. I have them I still like talking about her right and and then I can still I can I can I can make myself cry at at the drop of a hat like mm -hmm. no problem uh, I choose not to be sad and you know, that's, that's not always as easy as it sounds. Right. But um, I'd say though, the main thing though, is yes, I do have, I mean, excuse me to answer your question. Yes. I do have moments where, and, and also because of who Lacey was, I feel like that they, um, they really missed out on right. being mm -hmm. raised by an incredible woman, you know, but right. But we also know that um, we're followers of God and we trust in God. And um, right. they they didn't miss out because that was never the plan. Right. God knew that they were not going to be teenagers with that mommy, you know, with, yeah. with or with their mommy and not them. You know what I mean? Sorry, right. sometimes I get ahead of my words. No, I get um, okay, so anyways, well, but what do you? Oh, go ahead. I got some questions for you. And I, I think you've mentioned it on the podcast before. Um, you used to watch. Lacey's uh, Celebration of Life video mm -hmm. and it would bring you back and it would bring a lot of tears and emotions. Do you still do that? Uh, I'm hesitating because I feel silly that I still do it, but yes, no, occasionally I'm just, I do still Other do people it. can probably relate. That's why I wanted to ask. Like, Yeah, I do because some, sometimes it, um, it's like sometimes I want to see it or, yeah. you know, if somebody told somebody, you know, like, um, it's really sweet. My, um, you know, my girlfriend and I, we've watched each other's Aww. celebration of life for our spouses, that. Um, like on our own, you know, like I watched yeah. hers for her husband and she watched mine for Lacey. And, um, you know, we both just felt a lot for each other and, yeah. um, we both feel really bad that we both lost such wonder because her, her husband was a really, really good man, a really, right. um, a very, very godly man and just, um, a beautiful soul. And I just got this overwhelming feeling that like, gosh, I wish I knew him. Yeah. And, um, you know, she felt a lot of the same stuff for Lacey that she, she right. wished she got a chance to know Lacey and mm -hmm. that she seemed like such an amazing woman. And so, you know, that's, I think that's sweet that we can, um, grow together in that way. And so, there was um, a part of me that, you know, I wanted to remember what she watched. Yeah. And so oh, I watched yeah. it after she that did. And sense. yeah, I, I was balling like a little baby. Yeah. And so um, it's okay. Though. I, I, you know, and yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's a hard thing, you know, especially the thing that gets me the most um, is the, uh, cause it's like, a, she, she was able to look it up on YouTube. So it's, mm -hmm. it's on YouTube, but um, 
like was uh the the picture slideshow mm-hmm. um of because it was just such a reminder of um she had such a servant's heart yeah she was always trying to serve people and um you know it, it's just this it's just something about seeing like picture after picture and yeah. memory after memory that like you know, gosh she was she was so amazing. She was just right. such a sweet, caring um, woman. And, um, you know, there's just no matter what, like, I will, I will, I don't think I will ever not miss her. Right. Um, but, yeah. you know, but there is this part of me that's like, I, I need to be real. She's yes. not coming back. Right. And I have to accept that for me because. I feel like in a lot of the grief for a long time was me wanting her to come back. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I even mentioned in another episode, I don't remember which one, but that, um, you know, for a while I was looking on dating apps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when it first, when I first looked on a dating app, I freaked myself out of it because I realized after like, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes, whatever it was of like scrolling through photos that I was looking for Lacey. Right. And I don't mean I was looking for somebody like Lacey. It was a very weird moment. I don't relate to it now. I just know that it was true. <laughs> I was looking for Lacey wow. in a dating app after she had passed away. Mm. And uh, I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing? Like, yeah, I think my, I think my brain is, uh, I think I'm going through a lot more than I know, mm-hmm. you know? So anyways, um, so how about, how about for you? What, it, what do you think has been, well, let's say this. What do you think has been the most helpful thing to you in moving forward? Like, and just to give you some examples, has it been books? Has it been the podcast? Has it been dating? Has it been people, mm. friends, God? I mean, obviously God, right? But like earthly things, tangible things that people could go to. What do you think has been the most helpful thing for you? Um, the most helpful thing for me in the very beginning was people telling me it will get better. And that's why mm-hmm. I like to tell people that. That was when I called all the widows that I knew. They told me that. And that was huge for me. So just know wherever you're at, it will get better. Um, and then meeting other widows was huge. You know, you're the first yes. one that I really connected with. And then since then I've met a lot, um, especially through my TikTok and different social media and the podcast, we've met tons through the podcast. Mm-hmm. So connecting with, and locally, I have two of my really good friends, Stacy was on and Jess, they're widows too. Like connecting with people who get it. There's just like, when you meet a widow, which also means widower, there's just this instant bond because you right. get it. It's like a, it's like a secret society that you never want to be in, but like mm-hmm. we get it. So plugging in, you know, whether you have something locally you can plug into your church might have something. I'm going to be leading a small group for widows this fall. So you'd be surprised, like different places might have that, um, plugging in. So I would say number one, it will get better. Number two, finding other widows. So you don't feel so alone because no matter how much your family and friends want to relate, they can't. And it's like, there's a difference between my widow friends and actually have lots of them now my widow friends and my other friends, like my widow friends get, like you can talk to them about certain things and they get it like, oh yeah, I'm taking my son to college and you get, you know, they get what that feeling is of like, oh yeah, my, you know, I can relate. Same thing for me. Um, so that's huge. Um, and just knowing, yeah, I guess those are the two biggest things for me. I wouldn't say one specific books. I read tons of books in the beginning. I haven't read books in a long time. Um, doing the podcast has been good to really work through things and then definitely dating, but you have to be healed enough before you start dating. Like you don't want mm. them to be the thing that gets you better, you know, makes you feel better. That's a but really good point. Right. You have to be healthy first. Like I couldn't have had the relationship I have with Joel now, like, um, you know, before it was ready, like in the very beginning. Um, but having that has definitely helped with hope for the future and like, wow, like I, I have someone that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with instead of being alone. And so that does, does definitely help. And you don't have to date again. Some people don't want to, and that's fine, but learning how to be content alone is good. Um, but then also there's a new excitement when you have love after loss and you have somebody to spend all the time with and all of that. So that's some of my stuff. What about for you? Is there anything specific that's helped you? Uh, I like all that stuff and I agree with all of it. And not only, um, 
because I had met a couple other people. I mean, loosely, but it, you know, just uh, I had talked to a couple other people that were widowed um, before I met you. Not really, but the thing that really so not only meeting, I would just. Ex- I guess what I'm saying is I would expand not only meeting somebody that's also widowed, but meeting somebody that's um, similarly. Yes. That was huge. Yeah. Because it was like, Oh my gosh, like, you know what a PET scan is? Yes. Like, and I didn't have to explain cancer to you. Right. That was like, that was very, um, it felt very uh, like, Oh wow. Like you, you get it, you know? And, uh, because it is different, you know, right. I, I met, I met and talked to people who lost their spouse to suicide or to accidents or, mm-hmm. um, you know, just, you know, just sh- shocking, like, a, a um, surgery, some procedure that went wrong. Um, right. and I'll, you know, not leave, I'll leave details out, but like, I I've met a lot of people or people have reached out to us and told us their stories that there's several different ways that all of you have you know, lost right. your spouses. And um, it is very helpful to find somebody who lost their spouse in the same way that you did. Um, yes, definitely. So that's, you know, that's helpful, I'd say. But yeah, for me, it was, it was huge doing this podcast for me. Yeah, definitely. Um, that was, it was really helpful for me. Because, you know, I, I did see a counselor for a while. Um, and to be honest, I didn't feel like it was helpful for me because Mm -hmm. I kept, I kept going back to, um, you're, so you're, you're obtaining this knowledge from your education. Mm. You're not, you're not telling me anything that you know from experience. Right. And I still kind of felt that even though this guy was like a well-trained counselor that I was like dude I could like yeah. teach you things about this exactly you know and I was like I'm not paying $150 an hour for a friend right. um and so I stopped seeing him but he was a very nice man right um and I really liked him and I wished we could have been friends without me having to pay for it right um but, but you know it just to be you know just to be honest but so that to me wasn't helpful but it was very helpful for me to um, be able to do this podcast. So it's like, I did need to talk about it, but I felt guilty paying so much money to talk about it. Cause let's be real, like 50, 50, 51 episodes now, like that's 51 hours. That's a, that's a lot of money (laughs) that I've saved and you know, being able to vent my feelings on here. And, you know, um, as you know, I am friends with some of the listeners on Facebook and, uh, Sometimes Facebook is like an outlet for me yeah. to like write to, I like yeah. to write. Um, yes. So writing for me is an outlet, like just kind of processing my thoughts. Uh, well, we're in a digital world now, but I was going to say on paper, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of, uh, you know, I'd say that those things are helping me, have helped me a lot. Um, and then I wanted to ask you, um, what would you say? So obviously we both loved our spouses, you know, to, mm-hmm. to the end of the earth and back, but um, what would you say is different in being in love again? Mm. It doesn't have to be about the people, right? but just about being in love after, after loss, you know, uh, do you believe in life I after loss? Love. Oh, you changed love. the words. What is it? It's life after in- love. Love after love. Life after love. That's what it is. <laughs> okay. Do you believe in love? We're so yeah. good. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. We had to sing Sorry. a little bit. Yeah. So I really I don't think it's strong, strong enough. enough. <laughs> awesome. We should have a band called Widow Too Soon. We should have a band. And we should We should sing. have a band. It'd be really yeah. good. Really I, good. Actually, I want a beatbox for our band. Oh, that would be good. That'd be good. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, I'll let you answer the question. I now. think it's you appreciate it so much more like um because you've been through that death and the loneliness and all of that that when you find it again you feel like running through a field of flowers singing like for real you know like you're just so excited like I can't believe this is real like I didn't think I'd ever find it again like Mm -hmm. so it's this feeling of 
ultimate, like this joy that you didn't think would happen. And so it's so exciting and so amazing. And you appreciate every moment because it's just so beautiful. Um, so I would say that's different, like just because it's, you didn't know, like the first time you were in love, like it was different. Like you didn't know what it was like to lose someone, that right. you, love, you know, like to death. And then, so then when you have a chance to like love again, it's insane. Like how amazing it is. Like, it's really hard to explain to somebody what that feels like when you're like, Whoa, I'm in love again. Like someone I could spend the rest of my life with, like, this is crazy. Amazing. Again. Um, right. Again, yeah, it's like, again, again. right. Yeah. Right. Right. That as long as God allows, you know, us to be alive, then I'll spend, you know, the rest of, yeah. So I think that's it. And then, I mean, there's just, there's so much that's different, but um, of course there's the differences that are harder. Like you're like blending families and mm. kids are a huge factor that wasn't there in the first marriage. Mm. Yeah. You know, like all of that stuff you have to think about, um, you know, just what that's going to look like. And that change, that's way different. Having a family to consider having jobs for Joel and I, and, um, you know, living in way different places. So that's way different. The second time for me is like, this is not somebody that lives where I'm from. So it's like, not like convenient. <laughs> you got it. One of you has to change your whole life. Um, yeah. There's a lot of differences, but it's a lot of good. Like it's a lot of like joy and happiness and um, feeling this feeling that you thought was dead. I guess that's mm. it. It's like your, your love joy is resurrected like whoa it's still there and I love that love like loving I believe I mean I don't know like even deeper because you know what it's like to be to have that loss and like you know Joel always tells me like how he just loves how deep I love and how like just all of it because it just because I know what it's like to lose somebody mm -hmm. and so and I, I also feel like more of a sense of urgency of like, okay, let's, let's move to the next stage. Let's do all this because why waste time? Like, right. We don't, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. <laughs> yes. I, and I feel, I feel that same way too. And um, I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what it is. It's, it's very interesting um, because you're, you're, you went, we went through this phase yeah of I will never feel that way about somebody right else again. exactly I can't I can't possibly feel no, that way there's about no somebody way. else right. again and and I went through a phase of like I didn't think I was going to meet anybody even mm -hmm. after I was like ready for it I, I didn't think I was going to meet anybody and um you know I'll, you know I've talked about that before and I don't want to get into that but um then all of a sudden out of nowhere this girl sends me a Mystery message girl and <laughs> and now we're dating and in love and Aww. it's um and it just I wasn't expecting it you know and so yeah. there is a certain joy that comes with that like you're saying where yes. you're like oh my gosh like I can't believe I I can't believe I get to feel these feelings again yeah I can't believe I get to feel excitement about somebody again and um you know when the right person comes into your life it's it has a it has a big impact there's a there's a feeling of knowing and one thing I would say that is way different this time that yeah. I didn't really anticipate is um you know I, I was a boyfriend when Lacey and I were dating I am now an experienced husband well good point I love differently now that's true uh, because true. I am you know this girlfriend um she okay. gets the benefit of a guy who was loyal and faithful yeah. and in love mm -hmm. for 17 years exactly I learned a lot about I mean I learned a lot about women I learned a lot mm -hmm. about the way women operate I learned a lot about you know I know that I know that you know you girls don't uh need us men to fix your problems you right to listen listen i'd say that all you know, the time you don't need to fix it just you know, listen. but it's we're fixers so right. it's an instinct but you yeah. know you have to just kind of take a step back and, and instead of being like well why don't you just do this mm -hmm. like yeah it's simple to us sometimes right you know, but but i i know that she just wants me to listen sometimes uh -huh. and so 
it is different that um that I've kind of said that I'm like I don't know how to be a boyfriend anymore right I know how to be a husband exactly and so that makes you fall in love quickly I think because um when you find you know a person that also knows how to be a wife and not a girlfriend exactly like you guys just you you mold together really quickly yep and and also for the especially when it's two people that have lost whether it be divorce or whether it be widowhood um you you recognize like you're saying the the fragility of life Mm -hmm. and you don't want to waste any time when you know that this person is amazing yeah and you know that she or he thinks you're amazing right um we're not at that age anymore of like oh well you know like for Lacey and I it was like she wanted to graduate college before we got married I was ready to marry her after six months I had to wait five (laughs) years to marry her um and so you know there is this feeling of like what what would I wait for at this age exactly what would I wait for like Mm -hmm. so for me like um, you know, and I have to be obviously very respectful and kind towards where she's at. Right. That matters to me a lot, <laughs> but just yeah. where my heart is at, I'm kind of like, yeah, I would, I would proceed into that next chapter of life. Um, yep. at least, you know, I'd be, I'd be ready to get engaged, you know? Yeah. Um, because when you know, you know, you know, and, um, that was a lot of, you know, when you know, you know, you know, you know, <laughs> you, know? you know, right. You know, you know, right. I know. Um, so anyways, that's, that's uh, I think that's a good rundown. That's and, a good, uh, like where we are now and yeah, review. That's good. This is me in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing right. the motion. Austin Powers. <laughs> yes. I didn't know I'm that reference. Trapped in a nutshell. <laughs> okay. So anyways, yeah, that that's where stuff. that's where we be. Um, and I would and say, here we are. Now we're doing a podcast. I know. I'd rather we're, be. We're, uh, it's crazy to say. That like we're talking to the world. It's like so the weird. World, the world, literally. Yeah, you know, you know, it might be one person in those countries, hey, but it's still, you know, still, we've touched ground. That's right. We're all over the world. So incredible. And like, I feel incredible. like I feel like every episode, by the time we record another one, it's like another thousand listens, and that's it's like insane. it's just so crazy to me because I remember I was just talking about this. I remember telling you, I remember being like, can you believe 10 people listen to our episode? Like 10 people think about that. 10 people. That's awesome. And and it's just crazy. You know, it's, it's very humbling that um, that you guys like want to listen to us. So um, I'm so glad we've gotten so many incredible emails and we're helping you guys. Um, Gosh, it's it's so humbling because it's, it's, you know, I have a lot of gratitude. Um, for you know everybody listening it's just uh you've been an incredible audience mm-hmm. yep. all real that's all i have to say about, about that it. yeah that was a good one well do you want to close this out in prayer yeah um or did you have something else to say you i was listen? looking at the no i was gonna make a dumb joke and i'm not going to um so okay father god we just uh we thank you so much um for getting us to this point. And, and mm-hmm. our goal for this is that we hope that you would allow people to hear this episode and for it to give them hope um, that, you know, that things can change no matter how dark it is right now for them, that there is, you know, there is life still. And, and sometimes, you know, we've had some, Michelle and I confess that we've had some dark dark thoughts as I know a lot of these people in this this um listening audience can relate to where um we didn't you know I I know I can speak for myself on this there were times I didn't want to go on and um I just pray that if anybody's in that place Lord that you would um let them feel that that they are in a season right now that this is not their life now that they are just in a season of life this season will pass the summer will come again. And, um, I, you know, I just, I just pray for anybody who's feeling hopeless right now, as I feel like there are people out there feeling that. And, um, thank you for this, this blessed opportunity to, uh, mm. to speak to people. And, um, I, I just, I pray Lord for anybody who's hurting, um, as I know many people listening are, and, um, 
yeah, you're, you're a good father. And I pray that you would just be present um, around anybody who's hurting right now. And just may they feel your hand touching them. And I ask that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, if you like this podcast, give us a little ding, five stars on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen, or you can review it if you want to. It helps us get the word out. Um, if you have a question or want to be a guest, you can email us at widowtoosoonm at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagrams, widowtoosoon underscore, Facebook, all the places. I have links. We have links, not just me. No, you have links. As well. <laughs> we have, I mean, who puts the links there? Yeah, you do. Well, we have links. I don't do to, any, I just show up to record. You do all the I know. Program. It's all good. We have links to our Facebook group. Did you groups. say, I know I'm so good? <laughs> no, I said, what did I say? I know. I don't think I said I'm so good. We'll have to listen back to that one. I didn't say I'm so good. Maybe I did. I don't it's think all so. good, maybe? It's all good. That's it. Okay. That sounds way okay. better. Anyways. Yeah. It was you funny want about, to, yeah. <laughs> totally. Sorry. If you want to be part of community, we have two pages. Um, well, we started with the widow too soon, but then I added a private group because everybody um can see what you put on window too soon if you want more private there is i think it's called grief goals um you can share in there nobody else can see it plus just look up widowed groups and you'll find a billion on facebook so anyways there'll be links to those and yeah we just appreciate you guys being here for 51 episodes 51 word a lot of mark and michelle talk it's a lot a lot of 90s jams yeah you know you know it'd be fun to do Someday it'll take, it'll take a lot of work, but we can put all these clips together of all the songs. We could sell a single. You know, like, we could sell the single. Of like all of our songs together. That'll be a project someday. But Yeah, be, that would be impressive. A little Gangster be, Paradise. Oh my gosh, yes. Yes, mm. yeah. Have you heard the Weird Al version of that song? The Amish Paradise. Point. Yes, yes, I have. Churn butter once or twice <laughs> in an Amish Paradise. I oh, he says, uh, even Ezekiel thinks that my mind is <laughs> That's right. It's a pretty funny one. I love Weird Al. Yes. Anyways. Good times. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for Thank you. being here. We'll see you next week. Bye. Peace out.